0: That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. We're throwing out a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. We're throwing out $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out at the, uh, out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Game. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Mothership, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host, Mr. Andrew, TD King. Rob, how we doing, boss?
1: Good, man. Uh, excited, man. Super Bowl weekend. Uh, it's just like Christmas for me, man. I love it. Friday, we have Underdog releasing the uh, the first 2023 best ball contest uh, of mm-hmm. the year. So, man, it's, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Uh, how about yourself? How are you?
0: Doing good, doing good. It's a very, very busy week on my end leading into the Super Bowl. We got a lot going on over here at the network. We've got all the good betting uh, uh, content for you, all the fantasy content in Dynasty. Uh, be sure to come and check out some of our stuff. You know, we got Cody Z, Matt Morse, uh, Matthew Cummings. They're all putting out some really good betting content, whether you're looking at like novelty props, whether you're looking at player props, game props, halftime props, whatever it is. We've got all sorts of good stuff for you right now over here at uh, sports gambling podcast network. So be sure to come ride with us. Um yeah, just busy man, you know, putting out putting out content, working, uh waiting for the weekend, you know. It's one of it's one of the bigger weekends of the year, so I'm pr- I'm pretty excited about it. I'm assuming you're still riding with your early pick in the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dogs Fuck the Eagles. Can, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We are not Eagles fans at this part of the network that's for sure. We we have plenty uh plenty riding with the, the sports gambling podcast network, but me and Andrew are not one of them. Um I hey, anytime you get Patrick Mahomes as a dog is a good day. So only getting better odds, only getting better odds. Damn, but right. as I've been reading the trends and reading our content from all of our uh analysts and contributors, many of us are on the Eagles. So we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens. Mm. Uh any any favorite props that you're taking?
1: uh yes uh actually here i have uh i went oh. with a buddy last night for about an hour and a half i've we got over my
0: diary right here bet. just
1: <laughs> yeah um a couple i really like Um, uh, Mahomes over 38 and a half pass attempts um okay. that one i i like uh I, I think no matter which game script happens whether they're winning or losing uh he can get mm. over that uh will there be a two-point conversion attempt that's plus money not not conversion just love attempt it. Love plus it. money love that um, I like the chiefs, uh, over team total of 99 and a half rushing yards and the Eagles mm-hmm. under 144 and a half rushing yards as a team. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, obviously I don't want the Eagles to win, but I do think AJ Brown will have a good game. So I like his over 71 and a half, uh, receiving yards as well. And a uh, man they're, like, I'm going to have anywhere between 35 and 60 bets. On the Super Bowl, everything from the coin toss to, you know, hurts to throw an interception. So, I mean, there's a ton on there, but, uh, you know, those are some like of it. my favorites that are, um, I, I feel like locks. Locks, he says. He says locks.
0: Well, we'll definitely have to, I don't know, we, we maybe have to get something going on Sunday. Maybe, uh, maybe get a little, uh, you know, adjuncture show. Maybe, may, maybe, mm. maybe a little uh, little, little pop up show with some props. We'll see if we got time. Well, I know we're going to be riding uh, the next three nights. We've got uh, tonight. We're doing RB reviews. We're doing some recent news tomorrow night. We are doing the big game strategy show. That's going to be awesome. Andrew dropped his big game strategy uh, underdog article today. Be sure to go check that out. And then Friday, we're doing the early underdog show for next year. So that's going to be uh, a lot of stuff here, but eh, you know, Sunday, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm, I'm just hanging out. Making yeah, some Live draft, a, live draft tomorrow
1: it. night and Friday for everyone. So no. make sure you stay tuned, watch our Twitters, watch the fantasy football, uh, Twitter and, um, uh, madam we'll let you know what time we're going to be doing it all.
0: Should be a lot of fun. 9, nine, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern both nights, I believe. But uh, let's dive in here to some recent news. Uh, Derek Carr getting permission to visit with the Saints. Looks like that's his uh, team at the top of the list right now. What say you with uh, Derek Carr moving over to uh, New Orleans? Do you think that would be a good fit? Or uh, are we going to need another visit? Hmm.
1: It's interesting. Um, I, I did think about this today a little bit. and mm-hmm. I think it would be a decent fit for him. I don't know if it would be a good fit for the team. I, I don't really like it. Like as a move for the team, I think that they could do better personally, you mm-hmm. know, with the team that they have around them. It's not like they're a shit destination by any means. I mean, good city, great place to play. You get a dome, Um, you know, they have a good team, both offense and defense, I think, you know, are above middle mm-hmm. of the pack. So I think it's a good destination for a quarterback to land. Like, you know, would they consider allowing Aaron Rodgers to to take a look at them? You know that that could be something. I mean, Rodgers is getting older. He don't want to play in that fucking wind and cold of Green Bay. I mean, why not go to the nice Louisiana weather, right? So mm-hmm. I, I I think the Saints are kind of jumping on a little quick, but I do think for Derek Carr's purposes, you know, it, it would be great for him. I mean, you got some some good um, you know offensive weapons there, and Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to add some depth there as well. I really hate Michael Thomas, so I won't even get into that. I mean, that dude's just a big I think, old wuss. I,
0: th- I think they're going to move on from Michael Thomas. I think they probably
1: decide. should. I mean, he hurt his, he stepped his toe, and he's out like two years. So, I mean, there's, yeah. so there's something wrong with that man. But, um, yeah, real. I mean, for Derek Carr, I think it'd be a really good landing spot for him. I think that he could uh, excel there, uh, probably about as much as he did with with Las Vegas. So, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like the move for the Saints organization.
0: I think it's kind of a meh landing spot because if you don't have Michael Thomas there, you're just looking at maybe like Chris Olave. There's a couple of other names we're going to bring up here uh, that could be cap casualties that I feel like may actually fit well in New Orleans. But I don't know. I, I I feel like it's it's a nice easy move for them because they just got those picks from Denver. So they definitely have a leg up. And it feels like the Colts would probably use their draft capital to try and move up in the draft. I don't think that they're going to lean heavily into the Derek Carr sweepstakes your washington commanders have taken themselves off the list as well they're moving on with sam Howell as their qb1 on the roster for now mm-hmm. i'm interested to see how that plays out because the the wording and all the reporting is like oh he's the qb1 to enter the offseason like he's just the guy at the top of the list like does that mean they look to bring in somebody else does that mean they look to draft another uh young prospect i'm not really uh, certain uh, but i think at least for now it would you know kind of remove them from you know the high profile guys like the Aaron Rodgers or like a Derek Carr. Um, it's really tough for me to pick another team where he might land or where he might take another look. Like he's if he's already with the Saints, I got to doubt that, you know, he's making a trip to Tampa Bay, you know, and I don't know if Tampa Bay has the, the capital or the trade capital or the assets to really make a move for a guy like Derek Carr if they're not looking to give up a top pick. Uh, Atlanta, again, does, in the same division, I don't think it makes sense.
1: Does Jets or Seattle – do anything for you if if they decide that they definitely don't want to stick with you know Zach Wilson or Gino. yeah you know
0: no the Jets make a lot of sense to me just given that they are you know that's their 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 missing piece right like they're missing the quarterback piece kind of similar to what we thought of the Broncos this year it may not work out for the Jets just the same But, you know, we all thought like, oh, well, the Broncos, they've got weapons on offense. They've got a great defense. They're just <clears throat> missing the quarterback, right? Well, Jets, same situation. Yeah, I think they would be benefited uh, by getting a Derek Carr in the building. But, you know, it may wind up being Jimmy G. You might have to t- settle with the consolation prize. You have that connection there with Sale and his past. I don't know. I feel like they might be able to get a little bit of a more friendly deal. Um, I think Derek Carr, you know, hanging out with the Saints is pretty interesting. I think it's uh you know good culture fit. He's a he's a very you know yes ma'am no sir type of character. You know very very polite that southern hospitality. I think he'd fit right in there in a uh, in new, new Orleans. So yeah, I don't I don't hate it, but I don't love it by any means. And I don't think that it you know necessarily moves the needle with any distinction for any of these guys like fantasy options like Alave or Kamara. You know what do they do at tight end? And that I guess that kind of brings me into our our next bit of news here is. Uh, it looks like, or it would appear, the an early on-cap casualty for the Chargers would be Gerald Everett and Keenan Allen. Two pivotal points of their offense there. Um, there's a huge market for tight end. Like, I could see Gerald Everett landing on anywhere from, like, eight to ten different teams. Now, the market for receivers doesn't feel as rich. Where are a few places you might see those players land, in your opinion?
1: So let's start with Keenan Allen, right? Um, first thing that comes to the top of my mind is Kansas City. I mean, I know it's inter-all divisional. You know, the, I, I'm not right. sure how that would all work with that, but Kansas City needs some help, and he's a possession receiver that Patrick Mahomes would love to have. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's a very good destination for him. Uh, I also think the Bears, you know, for for two years potentially good good stop for him, right? Two or three years, money, maybe,
0: baby, money talks. Yeah, I mean, the Bears we have got it
1: a shat ton of money as you know so like that that's a good fit for me um also the other one that that came to mind would be atlanta um i think that again he's he's going dome to dome right doesn't need to worry about you know oh can i play in the dome like he Mm -hmm. i i I think that that would be a good spot for him too uh and again i don't know what atlanta's gonna do at quarterback you know if they're gonna stick with Ritter or or, you know whatever the case may be but um i just think that he would be a good fit there for them like that those are the ones that like really came uh Mm -hmm to the forefront of my mind when I started to think about this. Uh, as far as Everett, man, I, I, I agree with you. Really, I don't have any place I think he would be dominant. I just think there's a group of anywhere from 8 to 12, probably uh, places yeah. that, oh. that he could fit in very well.
0: I have, was that 3, 6? Yeah, I have 11 on my list. <laughs> uh, the whole NFC North could use him. Uh, the Lions just got rid of Hawkinson. Uh, the Packers are still riding with uh, Bobby Tunyon. Uh, the Bears, uh, Cole Comet, Let's not talk about it.
1: Oh, man, I love uh, Cole
0: Komet. I mean, I love him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm loving the idea of Michael Mayer too from Notre Dame. I love me, you know, some some tight end, wide receiver, utility guys for sure out of uh, the University of Notre Dame. But it's not working out. Experiment. I feel feel like has been a failure. I would say thus far. Uh, I would love to get Keenan Allen in that lineup. My goodness, get Keenan you get Darnell Mooney coming out of the slot, you get Chase Claypool on the outside. It's, it's really not that dissimilar from what he had with the Chargers, you know, moving IE from Mike Williams to Chase Claypool. So I, I think that yep. would be a great fit, but. Oh, let's, um,
1: let's give Darnell Mooney some more respect. I, I think Darnell Mooney is a more, a, a better complete receiver than Chase yeah. is personally. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I definitely think he has more utility period, just because you can throw him anywhere on the field. It's just that being that the only guy there obviously didn't work out like being the top receiver didn't work out. He, he can't go, you know, a one production on some of the top talent in this league. Like, yeah, we saw the tape last year of him just absolutely cutting up Jalen Ramsey, but there's still no completions on the play. So that means, Either it was a quarterback's fault or you were just, you know, running out of your mind or running out of your shoes, which it's it felt like he was doing some sometimes like he was just, you know, being, you know, either overthrown, underthrown. They couldn't get on the same page. Really, the same thing happened this year, you know, other than he wasn't getting open. Right. So I would like to see them do a little bit more. Wouldn't hate either of those players moved over to the Bears. Um, Everett could go yeah, anywhere. I mean, uh tennessee cincinnati new orleans dallas they're probably going to be losing uh dalton schultz because they're tagging tony pollard i don't know if they can uh, afford to bring back uh schultz uh the giants carolina again the three nfc north teams not the vikings a lot of opportunity here for him for keenan i'll say the bears and probably the ravens i think the ravens obviously need a huge amount of help at the wide receiver position but i just feel like you know the Justin Fields and the Bears did a lot this year where they're going to throw a lot of money his way and I feel like they I mean honestly they have a lot of money to come away with anybody they could get Schultz they could get Keenan Allen like really just take their pick from the lot
1: yep no I agree And, and it's funny I mean you you said the Ravens that that wasn't a team I uh you know thought of uh right out of the gate for Keenan Allen but I think when you said that that like light bulb went off in my head i think that he would be excellent there um especially with bateman mm. coming back as well like yeah i think that's a very good fantasy landing spot for him is is with baltimore up uh, as long as lamar jackson comes back i don't want him to go there if they're just gonna run the table yeah. with you know god knows who tyler huntley uh,
0: again another rich quarterback market this offseason gonna be interesting Ooh, marcus mariota good backup there that would be solid good <laughs> solid place for him to be a backup <laughs> All right, let's move into our RB Reviews conversation, Uh, but before we do, let's pay some bills really quick. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet a 100, get a 100. It's limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win is available. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: And the sports gambling podcast is having a live show in Phoenix for the big game. If you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGPs live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 AM Register today at sports gambling slash big game. The show is free. And you'll be able to watch the show for free. Have some drinks with the guys. That's right. That's at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game.
0: All right. And we're back and we're running into our running back reviews. We are in part two of our two-part series per position in fantasy football. We're in RB2 territory, and we are leading off, sir, with Mr. Leonard Fournette. 668 rushing yards this season on 189 attempts, 523 receiving yards on 73 catches, and sixty or 66 total touchdowns. Excuse me. He is running back 14 on the season in PPR formats. What is your rating of him this season?
1: Well, let's start with, uh, you know, kind of what we were doing last time. Uh, Mm -hmm. How many finishes do you think he had as as an RB1 throughout the year?
0: I'm going to say five.
1: Three. So not great. Uh, He was. Yeah. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Um, Yeah. Not good. Uh, There was really only like two more times that he was even in contention for a, a viable fantasy starter. Really? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, not a very good year for him. Uh, I'm going to give him two stars. I actually liked Rashad White a shit ton more coming into the season. He was somebody I wrote about uh, for Mm -hmm. uh, a Best Ball article. That was somebody that was going late in drafts. Uh, I just think Rashad White had a better skill set, you know, outside of he did need to work on his pass protection, and that's kind of where Leonard Fournette, you know, helped the team a lot more than Rashad White did. But Rashad White was just a better back. I know Lenny was there. You know, for a few more years, obviously. So th- they were used to him, but he just wasn't very good, man. He- he's a, stu- a two star player for me. And honestly, like mm-hmm. with Brady gone now, I, I really don't know what's going to happen with Leonard Fournette. I mean, this could be one of the last times we really even consider talking about him. I mean, he's just not going to be very good. I don't think staying on this team and depending on where he goes, he, he might just be a backseat driver.
0: Yeah, I have him a three star, and that's just because of the catches. I mean, he still finished as an you know RB two. He was a fringe RB one, RB two. So I give him a little bit more love. But yeah, it's a very inconsistent season this year, whether it be just his overall burst, the offensive line, you know, situation, just their troubles. You know, he really wasn't getting it going unless he was catching the ball. Seventy-three catches at the running back position is nothing to kick away whatsoever. And he was third on his team in, in total reception. So, you know, I I bump him up a little bit for that, just kind of being that, you know, multi-faceted back, right? Like he almost had as many receiving yards as he had rushing yards. And I feel like that was, you know, a significant issue for the the Buccaneers this season. Their offensive line couldn't keep Brady upright. They couldn't get the run game going. And obviously Fournette, you know, didn't benefit from that. But that that receiving floor. Kept him at the that the the RB two RB one conversation right. So I give him three stars. I'm not happy with what I got of I got out of him in my uh, places where I owned him. I even traded for him during a playoff run. I think it was after that big game that he had where he had I think it may have been eight or ten catches in a single game or something like that. Maybe week, maybe week week 13. five.
1: He had he had ten catches week five. Uh, and then uh, he also I, I had, traded. We had he traded for had, him later. Uh, he had nine receptions week sixteen
0: maybe maybe that's what it was man um, you
1: you were in a league that you could trade at that point yet
0: yeah you don't remember the the league where i uh had that trade happen during the championship oh, week that's or the, right, the, the semi- right. the semifinals week yeah the same yeah right. the, the very same league yeah um yeah don't want to get into that <laughs> don't want to get into that uh, but yeah, I am I am in leagues where you can still trade during the playoffs. It's, it's certainly not ideal. I don't make all the rules in every single league. So, you know, that that's where we're at. I give them three stars, you're at two stars. So we're in similar territory. We're definitely not satisfied. I think the expectation from this offense, we are expecting more touchdowns, more electricity, and we were taking Leonard Fournette at a higher cost in ADP. So that is another reason why I have him significantly lower. There was no wow moments from him this year other than a couple of games and obviously those games they got people like me into more trouble because you bought in right like you know you're like all right this looks like it'll work for the the remaining games or whatever the rest of the season moving forward let's make a deal no didn't work out uh two and three stars for Leonard Fournette I agree with you I don't know you know I don't think his future prospects look great because I don't imagine he's going to stick around in Tampa Bay and I feel like he could be either a cap casualty or moved somewhere where you know, the opportunity isn't as fruitful or the offense isn't as fruitful. Uh, Next up we have is Miles Sanders at running back 15. Great, great season from Sanders. 1,269 rushing yards on 259 attempts. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Only 78 receiving yards, but 20 catches. I feel like, you know, they really kind of honed in on his role. He is not a pass catching back. And I I felt like they really just lined him up to his best skill set, which is, Usage in the red zone, 11 touchdowns this season. So his rushing total, fifth in the NFL. His total touchdowns at uh or rushing touchdowns, excuse me, seventh in, in the NFL. I'm going five stars. I'm not an Eagles fan, but Miles Sanders showed up for folks this year. What say you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably give him like a 4.75. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to give him a five. That's just, no, the, commando a
0: That's That's just right, the commando in you. That's just the commando inside That's you. right.
1: The bias is real. I just, yeah, I I just can't, but I I will give him 4.75, you know, due to the fact of uh, he had a great year where you were drafting him. He way blew off, you know, or blew out uh, expectations. I mean, he was drafted in past round six for sure. I mean, you know, it it was just very good value where you got him. And we, we kind of knew that the regression to the mean was going to come this year because the year before he had what, no touchdowns or one touchdown, something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, so we knew that that was going to obviously not happen again. So where you got him, the value he held for you, uh, he was healthy, you know, all year long as well, and he was on a team that killed it. I mean, you know, that's always good to get a running back on a team that is killing it out there. So, I mean, yeah, four point seven five should probably be uh, four point nine nine, but we'll keep four point seven five.
0: Honestly, I think he could have had easily over fifteen touchdowns. The way that that team was running the ball, I'm not, I'm not sure how many touchdowns Jalen Hurts had rushing. Has to be up there. Mm. And then you had Boston Scott stealing touchdowns. Kenny Gainwell with a random stolen touchdown every here and there. Like, I mean, he, he could have had a much better season. Finishing an RB 15 with just 11 touchdowns is still pretty interesting. But again, this is PPR formats. He probably finished much higher in standard just because guys like Leonard Fournette weren't going to, you know, it's like 73 less points. Right. So he would be ahead of him and probably a handful of others. Yeah. Like I said, I I have really no arguments against him this season. Five stars. I've, I feel like there may have been a few weeks where he hit some inconsistent bumps, but for the most part, I, I believe that he brought home consistent value uh, for his owners.
1: How many uh, RB1 finishes do you think he had? Seven? Eight? Six. He had six. Okay. It's pretty close. It's not bad. Uh, he did kill us, though, in the fantasy playoffs. Week 15, 16, and 17, running back finishes of 69, 36, and 36. So not great, but. Overall, he got you there, right? You just you just hopefully didn't play him in the fantasy playoffs.
0: (laughs) Hopefully you got over the hump or you were playing someone who owned Josh Allen. That's really the only way you were taking that one home. Um I think that's all I got for him. Other than like, I do you feel like there's a cliff? Like, did did he is he about to fall off of it? Like, do you I don't really expect this type of production again. Like
1: I don't either. I'm also not sure he's going to be on the Eagles. You know, he's he's one of the people that they could drop or, you know, draft somebody and and keep him as a backup, maybe. But I I really I'm not sure that he's on this team. If he is, I would say there's potential that he could land here again. You know what? What do you say? RB15? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's. There's possibility of that happening. I would say he's probably going to be closer to 24, though, if he does stay on this team. I mean, he had a lot of touchdowns. I mean, you're banking on that. Uh, Hertz is going to get his as well. So mm-hmm. I, I'm i not sure that – I think the 15 is probably his ceiling if he stays there. I think he probably goes down towards the 24 range. Um, But I I honestly am in the camp of I don't think he's going to be here next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's already been those talks. They might go after uh, Bajan in the draft. That would be crazy upgrading for Miles Sanders uh to a young hot prospect like that and overall yeah i mean they, they could just drop him they could trade him i just don't i agree with you i don't know if he's going to be on the team next year but even if he does i don't think he's going to sniff double digit touchdowns again like I, I just don't see this production being um reproduced next year uh next up is my first two-star running back and that's alvin kamara huge disappointment this season huge disappointment 897 rushing yards on 223 attempts, 490 receiving yards on just 53 catches. And Andrew, just four total touchdowns <laughs> all season. And that's two receiving and two rushing. Absolutely dunk poo. Me and Brad were getting into it. Uh, me and Bradley Stickler were getting into it about championship week. Jarek McKinnon versus Kamara. I was like, no, you can't start Kamara, bro. You can't do it. You can't do it wasn't necessarily heated debate but I definitely won that one. But I also said to sit Mike Evans that week which wasn't right and he said to do so. Cold a wash. Cold a wash.
1: So, how many RB1 finishes you think? 0? He had 3. Which is crazy, right? No, nah, I don't
0: believe it. I don't believe it.
1: I think <laughs> yeah. you're lying. He did have 3. Uh nah. that would have been week 8 uh against the Raiders. Uh, super impressive. Week, bud. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so week five versus Seattle, week eight against the Raiders, and then week 16 at Cleveland. Those were his only RB1 finishes. He was kind of close to other times. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. What's two stars, man? Just where you drafted him and what he gave you, awful. You, I mean, he missed some games. That's never good. The team clearly fucked us because they weren't telling us what they were going to do with their running back situation so we were mm-hmm. always playing them up until at least week 10 or 11 i mean i had him on a couple teams and i played him like every week so i'm like oh he's just having some bad weeks oh well the coaching staff must just not call play oh like i kept making excuses for it and that's like one of the worst players to have on your team when you're like no, no no yep. he's gonna be fine and you're making <laughs> excuses and you never take him out so yes two stars i think is more than fair for him
0: I think it might be too kind. I mean, I don't know what to expect going forward. Obviously, it's going to depend on what they do at quarterback. They need to get somebody that can, you know, run the Drew Brees offense, the quick, the quick outs, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands immediately. Sean Payton ain't walking through that door. So they need somebody to figure that out. I don't know if uh, Derek Carr is going to be a part of it. It's going to, if there's going to be another signing. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has a very quick release. Maybe that might be the answer. I don't know. But they need to get a quarterback. They can get the ball to the running back's hands, and I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo might be the answer. He's a little better at that. He really prefers to get the ball to the running back. He's not bad at it. Derek Carr likes to take shots downfield. Jimmy's like, no, I did that in the Super Bowl. I'm good. Like, I figured that out. Like, I'm done. Uh, 40-yard targets? No, thanks. I don't think so. No, I, I don't know what it's going to take to fix his uh production for next year. We could be missing him for four games because yep, of the, I was the say, court the hearing.
1: suspension looming as well. Like, Not good.
0: I got to imagine his ADP is going to be pretty friendly. That'll be an inter- interesting conversation for Friday night when we're talking uh, underdog for next year because I feel like like we have to take some shots on him given where he's going to be going probably, you know, how late he is.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what their what they have their rankings currently set at because Fact, right. I mean, we don't quite know what the suspension's going to fully be, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested in that. But I mean, what's the earliest you'd probably be willing to take him if you're drafting today, round eight?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it, let's say it's 18 round draft, round eight, maybe somewhere in there, nine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I'm going to want my my starters filled, and about yeah, about eight or eight gets it, yeah, because you get the quarterback two that's three another two that's five a tight end that's six and then you get like a flex or like the third receiver or whatever and then yeah you're right in that territory so that's that's about right i wouldn't risk any early adp on him like i just i just don't uh-huh. see the point like no there's a lot of other guys specifically on this list too that we're going to get to that i'm very interested for next year uh the next guy super weird situation super weird uh mr jarek mckinnon um, I'm trying to look hmm. up h- how many games he actually played in total because Buddy is an RB17 on the season, and I want to say he didn't play in every single game. I guess he did. He just didn't have a role.
1: Well, let's see. Yeah, he uh, – I want to say yeah, it was he after did. the bye. He had played in every single game, but his role really only expanded what looks like week 13 and later. Everything before that is all seven points or less.
0: Well, he had one touchdown in the beginning of the season and his numbers are completely held up by touchdowns. Dude had 10 total touchdowns, nine receiving as a running back at the age of 30. Very interesting. Um, I don't expect him back next year. Rating this season, I mean, it's it's difficult because you didn't draft him. He was a waiver wire pickup. What you got out of him, I, I feel like is four stars. Like. I don't know if that's an overreaction just because I had success with him, or I have bias because of that. I don't know, but I like what I got and it's on very, you know, again, in a few period of weeks, like of really high volume, he had 56 catches on the season for 512 receiving yards. He only had 72 carries on the year with 291 rushing and just one rushing touchdown. So those big multi-touchdown games, you know, in the last quarter of the season were just so huge, like. I mean, maybe I'm even selling him short at four stars. What do you think?
1: Well, we are definitely a part on this. I'm gonna give him 2.75 because really you could only utilize this dude like fully, like actually trust him, week mm-hmm. 13 on. Up through that yeah. point, it, it would not have been very kind to you to 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 start him. So I mean, you've only I mean, what is that 20% of the year you could use him? 15 maybe. That that's not great. Um, so I 2.75. Obviously, he was fantastic, week 13 on. Uh, he really helped you potentially win a championship, which is obviously, yep. you know, helps. But I mean, he just you didn't draft him thinking that that this was gonna happen. Uh, you know, well, you he didn't draft he him was, at all. I mean, that that's true. I mean, it, best ball he was going later in drafts. Sure. I, I saw, but yeah, regular redraft stuff like that. I mean, you're right, but still, I mean. You pick him up. I mean, when do you think people actually picked him up for their team? Week 13?
0: I think Sharps picked him up after the bye. After the bye, he had back to back weeks of at least six catches and 16 total targets through that stretch. I think the more casuals and, you know, like 12 team redraft, you know, single QBs, probably, yeah, like after week, like coming into week 13, probably. But man, just what you got out of him was just like it was five stars every almost every time. How many how many RB one finishes did he have?
1: Guess five, four, three. He had three. That's Uh, the same.
0: That's the same as Alvin Kamara. (laughs) He practically played half a season.
1: That that is. I mean, that's very true. Kamara uh, quarter of the season. Yeah, Kamara, you could at least play. Obviously, it didn't work for you, but you knew you could play him. McKinnon, like, he wasn't a guy on your roster. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking him in. It's like week seven. You're like, yeah, I'm going to put him in. Like, not unless no, you were in a absolutely. dire yeah. straits, right? Not, right, not, right, not right. unless you had a shit ton of injury. So, like, that's that's kind of the point I'm leaning into. But, yeah, I mean, week 14 or 15, back-to-back mm-hmm. RB, uh, the number one running back finish. And then week 17, RB7. In between, that was a 20. But everything else was not good. 20, 21 or later.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, everything else early in the season, he just didn't have a role. I think I think what's most interesting about this situation is not necessarily what he did, but the usage that you can get out of that backfield with the right talent. Like, do you you see either uh, Pacheco or uh, CEH actually being able to replicate what McKinnon did to finish this season next year?
1: Well, I don't think either one of them have the skill set that McKinnon does in the pass game. Like, that's where he shined a lot is the pass game. And when you saw it, I mean, it was like he had two of those touchdowns at the end of the year that were like long-ass, weird touchdown Mm -hmm. like catches. So it's just, you know, what he did to get the touchdowns is not something that happens every week. So I I don't think so, to answer your question. But I do think Pacheco could, uh, I guess have spurts of what we saw from McKinnon with this mm-hmm. offense. And I do think Pacheco stays. I'm not sure McKinnon does. I think they're probably going to want to get a little younger in that position. I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. be 31 next year. I don't think they want to keep riding that, you know, so they'll probably do something to get somebody younger with the same skill Miami skillset.
0: baby McKinnon in Miami.
1: I mean, maybe, yeah, that's, that's possible. Um, they'll, com-
0: they'll, uh, they'll create the Bermuda triangle of running backs between oh McKinnon Mostert and Jeff Wilson.
1: It'd be awful. Uh, awful one well, team we was cannot great. pick like any damn jeff was great back from. <laughs> yeah okay
0: i love jeff wilson he was awesome when he was healthy
1: yeah okay well yeah see there there lies the problem well
0: yeah i mean but... well he was he was good with two teams this season you know what i mean like you i mean as long as you know how to use them you get you'll get some uh get some production yeah he's not gonna make this list by the way <laughs> i wish he could have out of my heart Uh, So, yeah, Andrew's got two and a half for McKinnon. I've got four. A little bit different there for the RB17. Uh, RB17, again, for only a quarter of the season is is, is pretty good. Damn double-digit touchdowns. It's crazy. Uh, Next up, we have Mr. Uh, James Connor of the Arizona Cardinals. 782 rushing yards and 183 carries. 300 receiving yards on 46 catches, eight total touchdowns. pretty average. I, I gave him a three like it's these are pretty low key numbers just enough to keep you relevant what do you think
1: yeah i i would say i would say 3 is fair 3 for him is fair um obviously he did miss some time he missed three mm-hmm. games throughout the season obviously went out that one game as well mm-hmm. uh how many rb1 finishes
0: um i'm going to say it's a good number i'm going to say 4 or 5
1: it is four, uh, and okay. he did have two uh, finished as RB13 on the week. So technically, he could have potentially had six. Pretty close. So it, and, but a lot of that was at the end of the season. He he definitely mm-hmm. played better at the end of the season. Beginning of the season, yep. not good. RB finishes of 18, 41, 35, 33, 37. Then he got hurt, came back 21, and then started to do mm-hmm. what he did at the end of the season and, and be really good. So yeah. I don't know what they did to change. I'm looking at like at the attempts and stuff. His attempts definitely went up at the end of the season, so maybe that they, helped, but
0: they definitely became more run-oriented, I think, to just try and protect a passing game that was absolutely abysmal.
1: Yes. Very yeah. Kyler sucks. H- yeah, h- hence man, they not, can't even hire anybody to fucking come there and be the coach.
0: Not a good situation. No, not a good situation. <laughs> who was who was that then in, in the news? I can't remember. That they said, nah, I'm gonna pass because you know Oh, I think Kyler. that
1: was Peyton, wasn't it? Was it was Sean Payton.
0: Was it? Was it? Was it Sean I'm, Payton? I, I remember sure there was they, an article out. He's like, yeah, is I, like the, the guy was like, "Nah, I'm good." Like, screw, oh, screw uh, you dude. know
1: what? No, actually, I think you're thinking. Yeah, I think it's somebody else. I, I can't remember. I just I I saw something today. I read that somebody said that Sean Payton was asked to come to Arizona and never even took the offer because he didn't want to work with Kyler. And he's like, and then they said he took the Broncos job despite Russell Wilson. Like that's how bad Kyler Murray is. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh damn. I mean, you know, as our fearless leader, uh, you know, Ryan Kramer says, Kyler runs like a damn gymnast, like, and and that's what got him hurt, running like a gymnast. If he would, you know, be able to take on some contact, you know, that the way. strides
0: but, of do do do,
1: yeah. Do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he just, takes those long ass strides, like, <gasps> do, do, like he's about to do a front just, flip. That's awesome. I never, yeah,
1: it's it's so never weird like that <laughs> uh (laughs) all right so we're getting off topic here uh james Connor. um you know like i said i i think three's fair for him uh he gave you a last laugh uh last uh half of the year uh as a very good running back so that that really Mm -hmm. did help you obviously if you could you know uh possibly escaped out a couple of w's in the beginning of the year starting him um you know and made it through his little stretch of of injury there but uh yeah i i think three's fair um you think he's on the team next year too? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. he finished the he finished the year strong. Kyler's going to be coming back banged up. They're probably losing D Hop. Like, I feel like he's probably you know going to be a good prospect in fantasy next year because what else are they going to have to start the season? I feel like he's going to get leaned on early, and you might see a little bit of a different, like a kind of a flip from this year where he starts off really well next year, and then maybe he starts to fade. He'll be turning twenty eight next season, not you know quite falling off the running back cliff but he's you know he's getting close to the edge for sure and he's been a guy that's been banged up his whole career um also beat cancer shout out um, but at the same time like he's you know had trouble staying on the field consistently so that's really all that you worry about but I like his prospects to start next season and I think that he will be a favorable uh ADP grab you know to start the year or probably someone you'll get at midsummer for a very good value you know if you get in on some early drafts so I'm not overly excited about him next year, but I, like I said, I think he'll be in a good position to start uh, the 2023 season for sure.
1: I think you know this will be somebody I stay away from drafting until I see what the team does because honestly, like yeah. I don't think Kyler's going to come back um, until. Well, I think know, that's we, fair we, in general. We...
0: Like people stay off of Connor just because of, like I said, his injury history. Like it's that's that's, that's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm worried the team's going to go into a rebuild mode a little bit, get rid of Hopkins, mm-hmm. you know, J.J. Watt just retired, Kyler's not going to be ready for the season. Like, they, they might see the writing on the wall. With a new coach, they might tell him, like, listen, this year's right. going to suck, we're going to tank this one a little bit, and I worry that if Connor's in that situation, they're, they're not going to give him the volume. They, they, hell, they, they, they might even just trade him. So, he's somebody I'm, during all these best ball stuff throughout the summer, until I see what the team and get a good feel for what the team wants to do, I'm not drafting any of them.
0: Wouldn't it be cool if one of these absolutely garbage teams was just like, you know what? Let's just fix our franchise NBA style. Let's go out for just legit superstars. Like, let's go make a move for Allen. Let's bring in D-Hop. Let's get a Dalton Schultz and a Gerald Everett. Let's go full Madden mode here and just load up on studs. Like, imagine if the fucking Texans did that. They grabbed Allen. They grabbed Hopkins. They're like, you know what? Actually, that wouldn't happen because Hopkins hates them and he, he wouldn't come back. But I don't <laughs> know. Some, something similar to that. And then they all like, oh, yeah, we also brought in Derek Carr. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to be fine. Probably wouldn't work, but it'd be an exciting off season. It'd make our it would jobs be a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> make our jobs That's a cool lot thing
1: easier. about the NFL. You don't you don't have those super teams. That, minus you the know. Eagles, you know the super team assembled this year with the Eagles. You know they're fucking nonsensical. Uh, I don't know man. how they pull off all the trades they do. It's just it's wizardry. The NFL's rigged, game script style.
0: Well, look at the Rams last year. They they were pulling out all the stops.
1: Yeah, no, well, that's what you happens when you it. have an owner that's willing to actually spend cash, cash money. You can do that. Cap cash cash, homie. Straight Mm -hmm. cash.
0: Caps going up too. Cap's going up.
1: Yeah. Man, you're bears, dude. They just have like a full team's worth of cap available. Dude,
0: (laughs) dude, if Poles messes this up, man, like epic, epic failure on his part. Has to have a super aggressive offseason. Has to be aggressive in the in the in the free agency in the draft. Like they should not they should literally hold that pick until the seconds before that clock runs out. I'm telling you, like get every bit of value that you can. Drive that cost up. And damn it, get us some studs. All right, running back 19, we got Mr. Kenneth Walker. 1,050 rushing yards, 228 carries, pretty solid. 165 receiving yards, only 27 catches. Not ideal, but you know, still a rookie. Nine total touchdowns this season, pretty solid. Actually, I think those are all rushing, no combined. I gave him four stars. He wasn't healthy to start the season, got banged up a little bit, but – I think that he was everything that was promised when he was healthy.
1: Yeah. Four stars as well. Um, okay. I feel like where you drafted him, which was way late in most drafts, you know, until the end of the season, you know, the, the end of draft yep. season, it, it did go up a little bit, but man, all through the summer, you know, through the beginning, like of August and it, it was in that shitter, man. It was in the tank. Mm-hmm. You could just get yep. him for, for pennies on the dollar. Right. So for where you got him for what he did on this team um, you know, I, I think the team doing better than what we thought they would do really helped because his value yeah. stayed lower. We thought the scene was going to suck, not going to be able to run the ball, whatever the case may be. So that mm-hmm. really helped, you know, his narrative of being a, a, you know, a late round pick. Um, But yeah, I mean, he, I was one of the people who also thought Ken Walker was going to suck just in general. So this is a miss by me. I'll, I'll you know, capitulate here and say that a lot mm-hmm. of people were on him and I, I just couldn't see the path. And uh, man, he he proved me wrong. You know, from week six on, how many? So before week six, there was never an RB one finish. After that, mm-hmm. how many do you think he had? Five. He indeed exactly had five. Yeah, five five. So that's pretty good. So from week six on, five finishes as an RB one. Very good. Um, I'm I'm excited to watch this dude next year again, man. Like he runs, Same. Same. he runs with gumption. That dude wants to hit you. He doesn't care about taking a hit. And man, he just his his vision is what surprised me. Honestly, like Mm -hmm. I had listened to, you know, people from the draft and they're like, "Eh, you know, his visions, you know, this and this. And you you listen to too many people and then you're like, shit, like you immediately put in your mind. You're like, nah, this dude's going to suck. Right. You just got to
0: watch the tape for yourself.
1: Yeah. You know, and there's obviously people who were like, no, he's going to be good. And I just couldn't see Mm -hmm. it. But man, his his vision was good. And I love that he does that. He doesn't mind taking a hit like that. That's an RB I want, and uh, next year I'm going to be fully in on him. He, he's awesome. Um, yeah, four stars.
0: He people. he's going to be expensive next year. Mm-hmm. I have him at four stars as well, but he's going to be very expensive. And what are we hoping? Think, round three? No, he's going to go you earlier think? than that. He is going to go standard probably or, or or both. Okay, so in single QB in single QB PPR, he is going in the second round. He is going in this. He will go in the second round. Now in superflex PPR you might have a shot at round three, or I'm talking like first three picks. And that's if you have a, like a big run of QBs, like there's the traditional, you know, super flex drafters that will literally like, if it's a super competitive draft, in my opinion, it's usually going like one through six or one through seven straight QBs. And then you might see that CMC drip in there. You might see that John Taylor, or maybe even Eckler just kind of sprinkled in, those are the leagues where you're getting Justin Jefferson at the end of the first round or kind of also sprinkled into like the top, you know, maybe four to six picks just because this is such a QB rich league right now. But yeah, he's he's going to be going early. Like the next guy in the list is ETN. ETN was going in round three in, in, single, in single QBs. I've seen him go in round two in June, July last year. And he didn't even get, you know, onto the racetrack until, you know, they finally pulled James Robinson aside and said, hey, like, you know, you are in fact done. Um so super, super tough to know right now. But my opinion is that he will be a highly toted running back for next season. Everybody's going to be on him. Everybody on him.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm very interested, again, for us to do this live draft on Underdog. And, you know, again, we are going to be doing 9 p.m. Friday night uh, Eastern time. We will be doing a live first opening day. Big board, best ball, underdog draft uh, for everybody. Uh, it's going to be a big one It'll be 12 teams, you know, 18 rounds. So it'll be awesome. But I'm very interested that, you know, that's kind of the thing I'm most excited about to do this to see where people are going, see where their rankings mm-hmm. are currently at. Um, you know, I, I think the best thing is going to be, you know, finding out where these guys go and seeing where the values are. And like Ken Walker's a guy I'm interested in. I, I honestly think he's going to be around three or four guy. So I, I'll oh, I be uh, I'll be interested if, if he's um, anywhere from three or later, I'll definitely be in on him. I don't think I want to take him around one or two. Like that's I think that's so still a little too rich for my blood.
0: The the off season is going to be crucial like if they bring someone else in. So if they if they're going to ride with Rashad Penny and Ken Walker going forward, Ken Walker could be drafted in the first round in a lot of leagues and single QB. Like I really I really feel that because in a lot of leagues people get super aggressive with running backs. And if you see, you know, five or six running backs go off the board in the first round like end of the first round beginning of the second like that name's going to be looking very comfortable because i think there's that perception that he's going to be like a 300 touch plus running back this season what did he have over 250 and what he didn't play in the first how many games
1: uh in the first uh he only played he didn't play week one that was it oh and then he missed week 14
0: Okay. So out of two, he still missed two games. And the first handful of games, he was still playing second fiddle to Rashad Penny, right? Yeah. So I believe the perception is that he is going to be a high volume running back. Pair that with his youth, pair that with the production of this season. And you have yourself an A1 prospect and, and fantasy for next year. So, I mean, I very well could have him inside like my top eight running backs. I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't think that that's like a far cry. Interesting. Next man up, Travis Etienne. Really, not that dissimilar. Like I'm probably putting him in like that same space. He'll definitely, definitely be a top ten guy for me next year. Uh, Eleven hundred and twenty five rushing yards, three hundred and sixteen receiving on two hundred and twenty carries and thirty five catches, five total touchdowns. This was another four star rating for me. Uh, he finished at RB twenty in PPR formats, mostly because James Robinson was just eating all the dirt. Like in the first three or four games, uh, everyone was doubting that he still had a pulse that he was going to be existing this season. It wasn't long, but obviously James Robinson can still play like he ain't dead, scored a good amount of touchdowns in the first handful of games. Uh, But obviously, you know, they traded him. They, you know, followed through with their plan to make him their guy. And again, this is another situation where you got to be on the on the pulse for the offseason, because if they don't add anyone significant, this is going to be a guy that's pushing well over 300 touches. Got to keep in mind, we're in a 17 game uh, game plan right now, you know, schedule. That only boosts the opportunity for for production and touches and fantasy value. So, super happy with what you saw at ETN. He cost a lot, though. He cost a lot more than Ken Walker this season. Like I said, he was being drafted in the second, third, and fourth round in single QB leagues early on this year. People are super high on him.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to give him a a three-and-a-half star. And uh, the reason he's not four is exactly what you just said at the very end is that where he was drafted as opposed to Ken Walker was right. much more expensive. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to dock him half a star for that three and a half. Still good. It's fair. It's Honestly, fair. he opened up the season dog shit through week six, just dog. not he was fumbling
0: the ball. Like that, that was my concern for me is that early on, like he just, he couldn't keep his hands on the ball and James Robinson was doing all of these good things. And it's just like, man, like, you know, I wasn't taking a victory lap because I was not on ETN at his ADP. But at the same time, I was just like, why are people so surprised that this happens in in the NFL? The very next guy that we're going to talk about, he took a big hit in value this year. It happens all the time. Like there's expectation versus reality. And I just feel I always hate when people just box themselves into takes like, oh, you can't take James Robinson because he's just nothing. He's like, dude, he's on an NFL team. He's second on their depth chart. Like you think he just won't touch the field. And there's a lot of situations like that, like. People were so low on DJ Moore during his dip. I was like, do you know who DJ Moore is? Like what his skill set, what he can do? Like, yeah, you should go out and target him and get him for cheap. And then three weeks later, he blows up for like 150 receiving yards. Like there's no absolute truth in this game. And that was a big, you know, narrative with ETN. I feel like this past offseason was like, oh, he's just going to be the dude. He's just going to be the dude. Like, no, he could be, but we had to wait. You know, we had to wait, you know, that several weeks for it to happen. Going forward, yeah, I'm back in. I'm on the boat. Let's let's ride with ETN for sure. Like I said, he'll probably be somewhere in the top 10 for me, probably close to the same <clears throat> Ken Walker territory. Youth production and opportunity going forward all look like great opportunities.
1: Yep. Let's play the game. How many RB1 finishes?
0: Ken Walker had five. I'm going to say four.
1: It's exactly four, man. Look at you. Two for two on the exact. Uh, bang, start. bang. Back to back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, week 17, which obviously is a very crucial week, championship week for us, uh, RB5. And then he had a, a stretch of three in a row of RB7, 7, and 3. That's week 7, 8, and 9. Um, Outside of that, you know, there was mediocre finishes at best there. So mm-hmm. he was, I, I think, slightly disappointing. Um, you know, where you drafted him, what he did overall. I think there's promise for the future. But I think this year was slightly disappointing for what you paid for him. I'm going to give him a three even. I agree. And uh, I just it's 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 hard. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know what to exactly make of it, because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a better passing year next year. You know what we saw this year, I think, is only a stepping stone Mm -hmm. for what Trevor Lawrence can do. Right. So I'm not sure if that's going to help or hurt etn it's it's hard to kind of think about that but
0: my question that i was about to ask you was is not so much trevor lawrence but what do you think the you know the repercussion will be of calvin ridley entering this offense having all of these passing weapons like how will calvin ridley's presence you know play into the etn touches volumes and opportunities
1: yeah, I think it is going to hinder him a little bit. Like, I, and again, I, I say that, and then immediately I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, if they have a good offense, what if they get down in the red zone more, and then they use him more in the red zone, and he scores more touchdowns? And it
0: compadre, you know, baby. Like it's simpatico. That's what it is. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's so hard. Like honestly, the the Jags with their passing weapons next year could deploy some sort of Chiefs offense where it's all mm-hmm. throw first. It's some gimmicky shit in there. Like I could see them doing that, and then ETN kind of be a little left out of that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. But he's a good running back. Um, obviously, you know, the the narratives there with Trevor Lawrence already, you know, they went to college together and all that. So it's not right. like I think he's going to fall out of favor. I just think that where, again, what you're going to have to pay for him probably this coming up year, if he doesn't get better, you're going to mm-hmm. also be disappointed because he's probably going to have another season just like this. And it's it's a I, little disappointing.
0: I think he's going to have more touchdowns. He, he only had five. I think he yeah. can easily hit double digits next year. I think he can easily double this number still bring home similar rushing and receiving totals. Maybe a, maybe a bump because no James Robinson. And if they don't get anyone in there to co- uh, compete with him for uh, for touches, I think it could be a really good situation. Fin- uh, finished at number 20. Would not be surprised if he finished his top 12 next year.
1: Yeah. One thing that that did surprise me just looking at his stats here is that um, he had no receiving touchdowns. Like When I think of Travis Etienne, I kind of think of a receiving back a little bit. Mm-hmm. He had no touchdowns.
0: Hey, last year, Miles Sander had one receiving touchdown, so. Uh,
1: right, like, just, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. that that surprised me when I actually was looking at the numbers, uh, that he had no receiving touchdowns. Nine on the ground, but none through the air. Interesting.
0: He had five on the ground.
1: Oh, five on the ground, sorry, I said nine. Five. I was going
0: to say, like, nine would have been a lot better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we have uh, DeAndre Swift. Actually, before we get into DeAndre Swift, let's pay some bills really quick. Uh, make sure to sign up for the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card. Uh, get it full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you'll win $57 to the SGPN merch store. Only if you catch, it must be you have to be subscribed to the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast Network on YouTube to win.
1: The SGPN 57 bets challenge in honor of the big game. SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. That's right. 57 different prop bets. Winner will get a $570 cash prize and a $570 gift card to the SGPN merch store. All our contests are free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. For those of you that want to try to do the math, that is $1,140 total prize value.
0: (laughs) With the math. All right, back to DeAndre Swift. Sorry for the interruption there. We got uh, DeAndre Swift coming in with only 99 carries on the season, but an impressive 542 rushing yards, over five yards per carry. Love that. 300
1: DeAndre Swift. Yeah,
0: right. 389 receiving yards on 48 catches. That's pretty impressive close very close to 150 touches with just eight total touchdowns very interesting numbers I went with a 3.5 it's not to his fault he doesn't get to call he doesn't get to run the personnel he doesn't get to pick the plays I'm with I'm in the same boat as Andrew and I'm a Bears fan yeah free DeAndre Swift we all love the Jamal Williams uh year you know this season but yeah come on you 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 got a real uh a real horse here just waiting to take off on the track and we can't even get them out of the stable here. I mean, this is this is rough. I give them three and a half. There could be brighter uh, pastures ahead, greener pastures, whatever. I don't know. I don't really have that much faith. I feel like that offense, especially with Dan Campbell at the helm, they're not going to give you any easy way to predict how they're going to be efficient, like what they're going to do. And I think we saw a lot of that this season. They don't care what you think. They're going to play how they want to play, and it's going to be very mischievous. It's not going to be in your face. This is how we're going to beat you they're going to hold their hands close to their chest.
1: So let's revisit something that we talked about on one of the Sunday morning fantasy lounges. Uh, I forgot who asked it. I don't know if it's Dave or Brad or you. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked the question, uh, and this was after week 13, when he had an <laughs> RB6 finish, uh, DeAndre uh-huh. Swift. We were yeah. asked, going forward for the rest of the fantasy season, will we rather have DeAndre Swift or James Cook? Pretty sure Emerson and I were the only ones to take James Cook, and you know we were kind of looked at funny. Do you think mm-hmm. James Cook had a better end a year than Deandre Swift did.
0: I'm not sure. I mean, I know that he was included more, but I know that yeah. Devin Singletary, we're going to be talking about soon. And he had a pretty reliable season. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, I don't actually have the numbers. I'm just asking you like from your eyeballs, watching these games. Uh, to I, would me, would, I would
0: say, I would say I, I don't have any, any notes on this whatsoever. I would say it's probably pretty similar. Like, I don't think there's going to be a huge advantage going one way or the other.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the Lions are absolutely killing DeAndre Swift. I I just I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like this dude's pretty good. Saving him
0: up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, Saving him up for what? Long career. Long Uh, career. I I don't know.
1: I mean, you. you (laughs) So you just buy the sports car and you just put it in the garage and you're like, I'll save it. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. You're not. You're not
0: driving that Ferrari, no. (laughs) It's like no, I don't, dude. There's no rhyme or reason, like I said, but I I feel like that's kind of the identity of the Lions. Like they are not going to be that team where you know what you're getting out of them. And I think that's how they want it. I think that's how well, they like it.
1: You know, and, and nothing, I'm not taking anything away from Jamal Williams. Like he was awesome, right? But like, yeah,
0: it's great. you great, also great play to have DeAndre
1: him. Swift. There's no yeah. reason that you shouldn't be using him just as much, if not more, than Jamal Williams. So well, in my mind, a team that you you, you said it to, Derek McKinnon may not be, you know, potentially on the Chiefs next year, right? Mm-hmm. Go get DeAndre Swift, Chiefs, please. Oh, for dude, the love yeah. of God. No, absolutely. Like, the one-two punch of him and Pacheco on that team would be absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I think DeAndre Swift is great, right? I, it's it. This is a guy I, I'm gonna have a hard time giving a, a ranking to because I think he's a lot better than what he did this year because I think the Lions right. killed him with their play calling. So I'm, but, I'm going to but give. Where did him, you? Dr-
0: but where did you draft him though?
1: That that's the problem, right? That and that's where I was going to come next. Is I'm going to yep. give him like a 2.25 because you oh, drafted damn. him so high. That's true and he just did not get you there and i don't think it's all his fault though is the, is the problem right like i don't want to hold it mm-hmm. against him he did miss a few weeks due to injury and then he had a couple weeks where they're like well he's kind of banged up but he's gonna play and then they gave him like mm-hmm. fucking four carries and it's like well right. y- you could have told us like hey he's like 80 percent hurt and we're gonna give him like a small workload like,
0: mischievous it's sucks. why would they tell you they were never yeah, gonna tell you <sighs> fucking
1: coaches this is why we somebody needs to do a business plan and i've always thought this is cool we need beat writers that solely focus on fantasy for us just at one at each practice your job for man. every team
0: you just described your job
1: uh, well, well yeah except for i don't get to go to the practices and you know watch all oh, stuff. you
0: but, oh you want us all in the building oh you, yes. uh, yeah, 100%. yeah yeah 100 yeah.
1: just somebody strictly focuses on fantasy like all right like here's the things they're running here's the the goal line we packages. need to sell like, more
0: merch we need to sell more merch, <laughs> I asked I asked Sean on Twitter the other day because you know they got their they got their short you know they got their video loading up on Degenerate One about to go airbond down to Phoenix getting at the Super Bowl. And I'm just like man like Sean, how much merch we got to sell to get get the the Fantasy Boys uh, up in the air? You know what I mean? Like come on. <laughs> he gave he gave me a very coach coach like uh, response. He said uh, like brick by brick. And I was like All right that's not that's oh, not okay. a yeah, sure. that's not a number. I need a number, buddy. <laughs> So all you listeners at home, go buy some merch at the merch store and Sports be sure TV to
1: podcast.com see- slash store.
0: That's right. That's right. And tell them Justin and Andrew sent you because before we can get to the moon, we got to get airbound. You know what I mean? Like obviously we're we have a trajectory towards the moon, but you got to you know see what the atmosphere is like up there before you start, you know, taking you know your deep shots. You know what I'm saying? So let's sell some merch. Let's get airbound. Absolutely please and thank you everybody
1: <laughs> so back to Swift um again like two two point what I give him 2.5 2.75 whatever yeah I gave
0: him 3.5 and that's and that's just because like the per touch efficiency is there 150 touches to eight touchdowns is that about five percent touchdown rate am I doing the what math you say it was? it's uh, right around 150 touches and he has eight total touchdowns it's a little bit more than five percent
1: yeah, I think so. I don't know. You're asking me to do a really quick math right now. And yeah, like I know. Me too. It. And that's
0: just like, why did we just do that? <laughs> just... Like, we're not
1: gambling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say, ask me about a parlay and I got you. There's like, oh, um, that's
0: absolutely four uh, plus 471. Putting those together.
1: So how many RB1 finishes you think he had? For Swift? Yeah.
0: Two? One? I don't None. You'd
1: be surprised. He had four. That's crazy. Yeah. How? Beginning to start the season. Week one, RB2 week 2 rb4 oh those then, poor people
0: those then poor he people. gets hurt
1: week 3 and then he's out he he's, he obviously leaves the game week 3 he's out yeah. two games the bye week and another game so a total of three games comes back that's when they really started to fuck with him on how much he was going to be able to actually you know be right. utilized he uh week 13 uh, rb6 and then week 17 against uh, your bears week or uh, rb3 but Everything in between that was not good. And just, just look. Yeah. At you just said logs,
0: week one and week 17, he bookended the seasons. Like that's yeah, not, no, that's it, not, it's, that's not uh, what you're I, looking for.
1: I really think the, the injury cost him too with the, with the franchise or with the organization, yeah. because he was, you know, again, RB two and RB four and then RB 39. Cause he got hurt. And then after mm-hmm. that, they were just like, well, this dude's hurt a little bit. So we're just going to like not use him.
0: Right. Well, they're going to be, they moved on from Hawkinson. So like, if they don't really make any drastic changes, Like, I mean, you could see him actually get like that, you know, running back receiver utility. I know that we talk about these types of guys all the time, you know, who could be the next Alvin Kamara, you know, running backs that can make 80 plus catches in a season, you know, 1500 all purpose yards. He fits like all of all of that criteria, right? Like he has the speed. He has the athleticism. We've seen him just straight up leap over dudes at times. Like he is a great athlete and a great NFL player. He just needs the opportunities. And, of course, staying healthy is a big part of that, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a disappointing season. But, again, like the per-touch efficiency, that's why I have him just a little bit higher. Still finishes an RB, two. Drafted him in the first round. Ouch. All right, next up we have uh, not one of your favorite people, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, uh, who looks like he's going to take a pay cut and stay with the, uh, with the Cowboys. You know, I'm not a big Zeke fan, but, hey, like, that's the right thing to do, right? Like,
1: well... Yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of like tell me that you realize there's not too many teams who want to pay you without telling right. me there's too many right. teams that don't want to pay you.
0: Well, he knows he's reading the he's reading the room, and that's a good thing. Like he's not creating a situation that's going to hurt the team where they have to like you know try to get more creative with this. They can just get a pay cut in place. He's going to get a, a fair amount of touches still and still be on the team. And I think that just kind of atones to his connection with the franchise. Like I don't, I mean, it's not like they're, he's causing Le'Veon Bell problems. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's uh, it's going to be a good situation for him and the Cowboys next year. This season, like, you know, numbers not very good, but did finish fourth in the NFL with 12 total touchdowns. Uh, The per yard uh, efficiency, not there. 231 carries, 876 rushing yards, not great. And he really didn't do anything on the ground. Very Miles Sanders-esque, 17 catches, 92 receiving yards, like nothing there whatsoever, right? But touchdowns hey was you know was on the cowboys who have a good offense was used a lot in the red zone tony pollard obviously has superseded him as the best running back on this team again it feels like he's reading the room i gave him a 3.0 i gave him uh three stars not not terrible but not great i give him middle of the run i don't want to eat here again but you know it wasn't you know (laughs) i was able to eat
1: so rb1 finishes what's your guess
0: uh i'll go with three Two, two, two Two final answer.
1: Whoa, touchdowns.
0: Yes. Are you looking at standard?
1: Oh, yes, I am.
0: I was going to say like that. <laughs> oh,
1: but it fucking changed it when I reloaded the page. Oh, Jesus. All right, hold on. Okay, Let's do PPR. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five. He still had five. Wow, <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's dude, private. that's
0: way higher than I expected. Those touchdowns really held him up for sure then.
1: Uh Week six, seven, 11, 13. Yeah, those are the RB. Uh, no, and fourteen. Those are the RB one finishes. Uh, just Not looking bad. at them, there is definitely some weak defenses in there. Minnesota, sure. Houston, yep. Uh, Indianapolis when they didn't have um, uh, Leonard back yet. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, but when that was week six, that was before they realized that they really had a problem there. Detroit. No, I
0: think that's when they realized they have a real, real big problem. Well,
1: um, they went and signed
0: Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph.
1: and Yeah, I I, I I can't remember. Was that the Eagles who did it after uh, an ass whooping on Monday Night Football Week 9 that they did? Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I just want to throw that out there. I think it was the Commanders that, that gave it to him. I don't know. The who? We'll move on from that. um But yeah, so <laughs> just looking at these, it, it did surprise me to see how many uh, RB1 Dude, that's super
0: surprising, yeah.
1: Dude, have. So he just, man, when he's out there, he looks so slow. He just oh, looks he like look he's good like robotic, at all. and it's like you know who he reminds me of now. Doing?
0: remember Lamar Miller?
1: Oh my god, yeah, he,
0: yeah, he reminds me of Lamar Miller <laughs> now. These are Lamar Miller numbers. Like pull up Lamar Miller. Like I'm, I'm telling you. Like I, if you look at like the last two seasons, Lamar Miller was relevant. I mean, if he ever was, I guess these are Lamar Miller numbers.
1: That's a deep pool, man.
0: Dude, tons of carries, not many yards, touchdowns. Lamar Miller, like. Dude, that's exactly what he did. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up some old Mar Miller
1: numbers now. Yeah, that's now interesting. I'm all,
0: now I'm all yeah. Excited. So he,
1: uh, I'm I'm gonna give him a two and a half. Um, I I don't I think he was okay where you drafted him. He wasn't going super early. It wasn't going real late. He was middle of the pack, right? He was he was in the yeah. running back dead zone. Right. Um, so I think he did fairly okay for that. Uh, he obviously you know shared with Pollard more than you would have liked, but he still mm. had the volume, which was crazy. Like. I felt like they held Pollard back and deployed Zeke uh and it, which is weird to me because Pollard's clearly the better running back. It's I I don't know what their mm-hmm. infatuation is with Zeke here, but the game I feel like that's how he got to where he finished and and his you know five RB1 finishes was just mm-hmm. based off of volume. I mean, he had a ton of volume rush attempt wise um yep. you know in this in this offense. So uh, I'll give him a two and a half you know he immediately gets knocked down half a star for being a cowboy um and uh but I was surprised with the rb1 finishes I I, I will not lie and um yeah it's gonna be I get. I, I don't even know as a commanders fan I'm like is it gonna be fortunate or unfortunate that he's there again next year and I I, I don't know I mean again I don't think Your he's gonna D do lines
0: this. getting just healthier so I mean feels like it'll be a good thing
1: yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that he's going to be very good again next year. Like, this is a guy I'll be fully off of, not only because he's a cowboy, but because I just think that the other running back there is much, much better. Uh, but yeah, he's a. Uh, it, it was interesting to see how many RB one finishes. Yeah, that that did surprise me. So two and a half, I think, is is fair for a guy who hates Ezekiel
0: just for reference uh Lamar Miller's last four seasons when active he had numbers all better than this other than the touchdowns he didn't have huh. the, the touchdowns so 876 rushing yards he <laughs> went over that uh, the last four seasons other than 2015 when he hit 872 and he had he always had like a bunch of catches like 25 36 31 47 38 from 2018 to 2014 and like Zeke didn't get over 20 this year so maybe I'm yep. being a little uh, a little too kind to Zeke there in that comp I don't know sorry mm-hmm. Zeke You're not quite as good as Lamar sucks Miller. I don't have any prospects for him next year. I'll be off of him. Not really interested. He might be someone that, you know, is decent for you in like DFS formats, (laughs) like I said, early on, because we don't know what the, what the Pollard situation is going to be like for his return. Yep. All right. Next two guys here, we're going to wrap it up kind of similar to the end of last week's episode, just running through these last two pretty quickly. Appreciate everybody following along. Be sure to smash the like button, download the episode, and leave a review on our Apple podcast. We're giving away a Kenneth Walker jersey to everyone that leaves a review on the Apple podcast giveaways during the Super Bowl. Uh, we've got Devin Singletary of the Bills and David Montgomery of the Bears. Not really similar, eh, pretty similar seasons. They both had six rushing touchdowns. They both had right around 800 rushing yards. Uh, Singletary had less carries. He had 177 carries, 819 rushing. Monty, 201 to 801 rushing and they both actually had 38 receptions kind of weird who would you rather have next season uh let's say monty returns to the bears on a on a uh, probably not a discount but he just returns they've got money if they're gonna pay him they'll pay him
1: uh, i'm gonna go montgomery because <coughs> i am in the, in the camp of i think james cook is better than devon singletary so i think that's sure. going to shine through come training camp and preseason mm-hmm. i think james cook will be If 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 the bills do nothing i just think james right. cook will be utilized more so i'll take montgomery because i think he will be utilized more than singletary um and again i mean as we look at the numbers here i mean what they were one point i believe difference super close yeah they're super close i'll take montgomery because i i I think that he'll be a little bit better next year and again i I just think singletary is just on a down slope
0: i'm still in the camp that montgomery is going to be off the bears he's going to be elsewhere there's not a rich market for running backs but you know there's always the chiefs they always need somebody. There's a couple other teams like Carolina needs a running back. Rams need a running back. Uh, dare I say the Saints if Alvin Kamara isn't doing what he needs to. Uh, the Dolphins, you know, there, there's a good amount of teams out there that they could use a running back. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to imagine that he's either back with the Bears who have a better offense. He could have better prospects. Khalil Herbert's still there, but Monty was the priority for them. Um, Khalil Herbert, love a lot, but I don't know if they're going to let him off the leash next next season. Um, or if they will also pursue, you know, the market if Monty doesn't come back. But if Monty goes somewhere else, it may just be a better situation in fantasy because you know, if he's gonna land somewhere, hopefully it means that he's gonna have a more defined role and he, you know, chooses where he's gonna go so that he doesn't have to have someone breathing down his neck for for touches and action. So um that's running back 23 and 24, again, very close between the two. Um, Monty, I felt like to his ADP was kind of where you're getting him. Like
1: mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: Like sixth, seventh round. Like it wasn't, he wasn't really that expensive. I don't think people were very excited about drafting Bears players this year. Singletary, I feel like, again, he was drafted kind of in the similar space because you were at that point kind of taking a stand on your flex position, mm-hmm. probably close to around seven or eight. Cause I felt like he, that's how he was drafted. Like your, your, your first flex player or your first draft, uh, draft player, first bench player draft. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, and I think both these players uh, were in the scenarios of people were talking themselves into their backups, James Cook and Herbert. Yeah. Right? Like, right, I feel right, like right. that, and that's why they were drafted lower. And actually, I, I think both of them, if I'm remembering correctly, both of these running backs and their backups were drafted like within two rounds of each other in yep. every draft. You know, so yep. it was it was interesting to see that as well. But I think you know these are two guys definitely that I can remember that their backups were being talked about as potential starters as well. I mean, what Montgomery was like selling penis or some shit in training camp that, mm-hmm. that, that one time. And like, everyone's like, Oh, it's Herbert's going to be the guy. And then we see that it's like kind of a deployment of both and that Herbert gets hurt. And so mm-hmm. it's a weird scenario for both of them. But yeah, I, I, I think I like Montgomery as a running back more than I like Singletary. Singletary reminds me of like a, a just a little rugby player like that can mm-hmm. like, do well, but I, I just I don't think he fits what the Bills want to do. I mean, hence the Bills tried right. to go out and take JD McKissick from Washington, you know, they they went out and got James Cook. I mean, they, yeah. So they, they
0: also went out and got Naeem Hines.
1: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like uh so it, it yeah, I, I just I think they're both very eh guys, and I, I don't really want to draft either one next year. Um, but depending on where Montgomery goes, I'll, I'll be more more interested in him, more inclined to take him.
0: I've got 3.5s for both. What say
1: you? Um, I'll give, uh, man, I'll get 2.75. Again, kind of like ugly a little bit. I, I don't love them, but mm. they were good draft value for, for what they ended up doing for the season. Um, Yeah, so I I think 2.75 for both of them is fine.
0: Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. You have anything to share before we head out? Let them know where they can find you. Let them know what we're doing in the next couple nights.
1: Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, find me on Twitter at a Rob 23. It's down here below, uh, join our discord. We're in the discord all the time. Sports gambling podcast network, uh, in the discord. If you guys can't find it or don't know how to join, get at us on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be able to just to get you an invite into the discord. There's tons of people joining every day. You can like look and see who's joining like each, Mm -hmm. each day. It's crazy how many people are joining. Uh, so the conversations really fun. Of course, hit up sportsgamblingpodcast.com, a look at all of our articles coming out. Justin had already alluded to some of the gambling stuff we have out there. I obviously just dropped the underdog big game strategy guide there as well. And um, make sure to tune in tomorrow night, nine o'clock. We'll be doing uh, the big game draft, talking some strategy in there. I'll go through some of the stuff I put in my article. And then Friday night, the big one, the big board, the first two 2023 underdog best ball contest that they are releasing we don't know what time they're releasing it yet which i assume it's probably going to be about mid-afternoon that if i remember correctly usually is when they drop and stuff around like one o'clock to three o'clock eastern time so we'll be able to get in there uh, but we're gonna do it at nine o'clock friday night come join us uh you know we'll be putting posts out about this but man it's gonna be a shit ton of fun man i'm so excited for that it's like christmas morning for me i'm not gonna be able to sleep
0: on <laughs> uh, opening up your underdog presence oh i love it now it should be a lot of fun should be exciting and then we got the Super Bowl on Sunday a lot going on uh, like Andrew said be sure to check out the website sports we've got all sorts of good stuff for you NFL betting tons and tons of fantasy content for the offseason whether you're into dynasty we've got IDP dynasty going right now uh, the XFL guys they're high flying they've got a lot of content coming out so whatever you're into hey I, I, we probably have some uh, uh, tennis and NASCAR you could probably jump in on too, or some golf so. We've got all the good stuff for you. Come ride with us. Uh, Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, I don't care. Just be good at it. We'll see (laughs) you.